You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. So we live in a world that has become quite data-driven. It's the new God that has pushed out the one true God from our secular schools and to a certain extent, yes, unfortunately, even some of our Catholic schools as well. We've been taught the value of structured thoughts, the need for proof, and the value of creating a watertight argument for whatever points it is that we want to make. The use of data can be very comforting, both to the proponents of a particular point of view, as well as to the receiver of that message. Data is presented, proof is made, and the conclusion seems logical. A friend of mine, an engineer by trade, says, In God we trust, but all others must bring the data. This data-driven, proof-required, and science-is-God world doesn't square well with what happens in our faith life and is certainly a problem for many people who follow the belief system of atheism, and to a lesser extent, those who consider themselves agnostic, meaning they question the existence of God, or any God for that matter. But consider the difference. The world, (coughs) excuse me, the world first seeks hard evidence, facts, and proof from people while we in the church first seek love, kindness, mercy, and forgiveness, not only from others, but towards others. Society seeks exactness and black and white answers, while the church speaks in philosophical terms and theological frameworks which don't really lend themselves to specific solutions. To be honest, most of us find ourselves switching between these two worlds ourselves. And in the process of that, it's not a bad thing. It isn't really a problem. We look at the world and its problems, and we ask for specific solutions. Yet we come to Mass and participate in it through faith in the mystical and the divine. It is in this context that we approach the great solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. For us Catholics, it is a beautiful event. But for most of our brothers and sister Christians who chant sola scriptura, the Bible alone, 
It's more than a bit of an issue. In their world of proof and evidence, they say, show me where the assumption of Mary is found in the Bible. And to be fair, we must respond that it is not explicitly mentioned, though there are implicit references. Mr. Tim Staples, uh, in his book, Behold Your Mother, eloquently mentions these references, one of which is used in our first reading today from the book of Revelation. The scripture refers to a glorious woman clothed with the sun, giving birth to a male child who is caught up to God and his throne. In turn, God prepares a special place for this woman. Clearly, the child refers to Jesus. Then, the implication would be that the woman who is caught up to God is his mother, Mary. Additional reference to the assumption is provided in St. Paul. In 1 Corinthians, he says that Christ is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Recall that the church teaches that Mary did not die and face a corrupt body like you and I will. She fell asleep. A dormition, it's called. And this fits with Paul's teaching that Jesus is the first fruits of one who has fallen asleep. Mary didn't die. She was assumed into heaven by the power of her son, who wanted his mother, who was and is full of grace, meaning without sin, to reign along with him. And she is the queen of heaven and earth. I've only mentioned two implicit references to the assumption. Tim Staples' book goes through many more. So while there is no explicit reference in the Bible to support the assumption of Mary, we Catholics are blessed to have more than the Bible alone as our source of faith. Our faith is situated atop a three-legged stool, if you will. The legs being one, of course, the Bible, Two, our tradition with a capital T, and our magisterium, or the divinely inspired teachings of the church. This has been the case since the days when Christ first ascended into heaven and left not a book, but a church. And that church, as he says, was to go out and teach all nations. Jesus said so himself. 
As such, the assumption of Mary is something which requires a certain degree of faith in the tradition and the magisterium of the church. A church which Jesus formed in order to fully embrace it. And I find it particularly appropriate that this great solemnity falls in the middle of a series of Sunday gospel passages from John's gospel, chapter 6 specifically, where we hear about the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. The Eucharist is the greatest gift of all time left to us by our Savior. Yet, even his most explicit command to do this in memory of me finds opposition from those who cannot accept his body and blood to the extent that most of us Catholics do. It should come as no surprise, therefore, that these same people cannot accept the teachings of the church on Mary as we faithful Catholics do. While we may have concern about our church at the moment, let us not forget that it was founded by the son of Mary and for her, her son, And the church, we do indeed thank God. Let us ask the Blessed Mother, assumed into heaven, to guide and protect the church so that her mission and the great commission in which all of us participate because of our baptism can be carried out in this faulty world of ours. Let's you and I, who are the church, go forth then and do as Jesus commands to teach all nations. And let us ask, Holy Mary, Mother of God, to pray for us. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.